Colin Horton. I'm an award-winged surveyor, part-time property investor and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions and ultimately getting candid. Hi guys and today on Candid I'm going to be talking about the male ego. Now the male ego is a bit of a subject that a lot of people will have heard about but don't really understand that much and I'm going to do my very best this. Very much the first time I've actually done a podcast on camera um, to kind of explain it. Kind of throw my opinion on what I think the male ego is. Uh, the pros, the cons, how it affects us in society, and ultimately how it can be both a benefit and detrimental to you in business. Now, first of all, um, I'm quite egotistic. Um, I named a company after myself, um, which I won't do again. Um, And I'm a big believer in personal brand. And with personal brand, there is an element of ego that does come with it because you do need to believe in your own product. Now, there is a lot of like male bravado that comes with male ego and anyone that's worked in the city or in Mayfair, there is so much male ego everywhere. Who earns the most money? Who's the best looking? Who's the funniest? Who's got the biggest company? And it can be a really dark, lonely place, especially for kind of young professional males, as well as old professional males. Um, so, I, I, you know, do forgive me, ladies, this podcast is very much aimed at men, but I think there will be a good insight into your partner's mindsets um, and perhaps why they are and why they do what they do. Now, the bravado thing is a big thing um, in the property sector. Um, it is pretty much who's got the biggest cock. And that's, you know, that's not necessarily physically, just in however you want to take that. And it's difficult because if you're not the biggest fish, and you have any form of insecurities, it can be a really dark, lonely place. And what the male ego will do is it will then, perhaps you're not the richest guy in the world, and what you'll then do is you'll then channel that energy into other things that can become quite negative for your own mental health, whether that's, you know, you're smashing the gym and, you know, you become obsessed with that at the detriment of your own health, um, or you start trying to make more money by doing things that aren't necessarily the right thing for you to do. Perhaps that might be gambling or, you know, just wasting loads of money on personal appearance. You know, there's there's so many aspects to male ego. It's such a large spectrum and it's so tricky to really kind of articulate it in just a, you know, a short podcast. But the bravado thing is a big thing. Now, in property, there's a lot of guys that will have a loads of designer labels. And then there's T-shirts for a thousand pounds, there's trainers for two thousand pounds, you know. Does it mean anything? Like, it means absolutely fuck all. Like, I'm sitting here today. I'm wearing a Zara t-shirt and some Zara jeans, and then you know there are you can go to other shops. That's absolutely fine. But like, I'm relatively cool, calm, and you know happy in myself from an outside facade. But there's so many insecurities inside me as well that can be hidden easily by myself, but will come out in other ways. And that a lot of time will come out in my own personal male ego, um, like. I very much like to be the alpha of a room. Um, I get my hair cut once a week. Uh, I go to the gym every day. Um, you know, I'm not always going to be the smartest, the brightest, or the richest. I was like, John, I want to be that fucking alpha. I want to be the guy that like new, new girlfriends, boyfriends hate being the ex. You know, and that's really bad. But it's that's my own insecurities. For granted, I was an absolute loser. 
uh, I was poor, I had a little pot belly, and I looked like Roger Rabbit. Um, I had awful teeth, but I can't actually show that on, on the camera, but they were horrific. And those insecurities have kind of carried me through life. And the insecurities are the catalyst for all forms of male ego. I don't care what anyone says. Generally, 99% of really successful entrepreneurs have really dark and severe insecurities. And they'll either plow it into their business, they make it the best they can, or they'll plow it into other forms of their life, which can sometimes take a toxic turn. Now, um, a big form of male ego is, of course, how people look. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, I go to the gym. I'll look after myself. And people actively base their emotions on how they feel and what how they see other people look and their perception of what they think they look like. And what's fascinating for for kind of girls to know is that a lot of blokes, when they get dressed and when they get ready, are actually making themselves look better for other geezers because they want the approval of other blokes, not necessarily women. Um, and that's not in a sexual way. It's that getting the credence from another bloke will often mean a lot more than getting, uh, you know, an applause from a, from a woman. Um, that could be, oh, you have a nice watch, or you know, I really like that suit. It's, it's a very peculiar thing. But the male ego is is on so many spectrums, and the way we look is so 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 important for anyone with any kind of insecurity. And uh, obviously, I think you should always take pride in your appearance because you will always get judged on how you look. Um, but it all comes down to that ego that I want to be the best. I need to be the best version of myself. Now, something that I, I caught, I've coined this phrase, I don't even think it's a word, but I'm going to run with it. It's called comparativeitis. So comparativeitis is when you look at other people and instantly assume that they're doing better than you. Um, whether they are or not, they could be loaded, but they could be miserable, or they could be, you know, they could be delighted with their life, but they could be horrifically poor. You'll only ever focus on the positives that you see from that person, and it's bad because you 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 instantly start putting yourself down, and your mad ego starts to take a bit of a battering, and it's a very peculiar emotion because the there's an innate male masculine competitiveness that we all have because we all want to be the best in what we are. So you see someone doing ever so slightly better than you, you're like, why am I, why, 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 why am I not doing that? It's your male ego. It's because you ultimately, if you strip it right back, you go back to caveman days where you were fundamentally the hunters, the gatherers, and the ones that survived were the biggest and the strongest or had the biggest caves. Um, I'd love a big cave, actually. I don't know what I'd do. Can you still get caves? The caves be good. Um, but anyway, that was a bit of a random one. Um, but it's... It's that Neanderthal mentality that I think has been carried forward now over hundreds and hundreds of years that kind of has now fueled this now male ego that we now have. And it's it's weird because that comparative itis kind of stems very much with competitive itis. Again, I made that word, but we're going to run with it. And it's you shouldn't compare yourself to other people because you're never, ever going to be what you think you should be. And when you ever, if you ever do get to that point where you, you know, you, you might get a million pounds in the bank, you're a millionaire. I don't think you're going to feel any different to when you had twenty grand in the bank. It's because to get to that point, you you change, and it's a gradual process, unless you win the lottery, of course. So it, you're never ever really going to notice a change. So it's really hard to start comparing yourself to other people because you don't know what journey they've been on, how happy they are do they even want to be in that position and what more do they want I know guys that are worth millions and millions of pounds and then they're just not happy 
at all. You know, they're out every night, they have different girls. Like, you know, they're living what is seen to be the bachelor's lifestyle. But are they happy? All it does is they will tell people about their story. And I know subconsciously, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm relatively strong in that regard, but not incredibly strong, but I'm strong enough. But like more impressionable young minds will see that and they want to be that. Now, these young minds today who will follow people like Andrew Tate and that kind of gig will look for really strong blokes. And their male ego is telling them they need to be the alpha male. And then what this does do is it kind of fuels this misogynistic kind of mentality that a lot of young guys now have. And that all again goes back to the male bloody ego. Um, be the biggest, be the strongest, provide for your woman. Bish bash bosh, oh, it's archaic, you know. Don't get me wrong, I always pay for dinner. I hate people paying for me. That's But then is that me being archaic or is that being traditional? Or is that just my male ego? The fact that I don't want my partner to pay for me for dinner it's absolutely ludicrous because we're equal. But at the same time, it's my male ego telling me I want to pay for it. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But all goes back to that fucking male ego. Now, I kind of, your personal profile is something that you can control, which will go out to the public, whether that's on a, on a social media domain or your profile in terms of word of mouth when people speak about you. And you don't ever want to be referred to as an egotistical twat. Now, I know I have been sometimes, but hopefully people understand that I do mine in a quite tongue-in-cheek, self-deprivating way. But it's tricky when you're trying to create a picture of success because people buy into success. So if you have a business, uh, people will want to see that you are fundamentally doing really well because you're not going to want to give business to a company that's not doing that well. It's just human nature. But at the same time, you don't want to come across cocky and arrogant. And fuck me, is it a fucking tightrope you've got across? Like that confidence to arrogance threshold is a proper grey area. And I think we've all, you know, anyone that's been in business or done relatively well has often treaded on that tightrope. And often confidence can be misconstrued as arrogance. It's just how you convey that confidence. And for me, it's very, very, very important that, yes, be confident, but make sure you treat people in the right way when you do convey that confidence. So never look down on people because everyone, you know, you had to get, you had to be at that point at one point in your life. And there's not, you know, the, oh, I can't remember what the word, the saying was, but my mum said, uh, they're but for the grace of God, go out. So you could have all these guys have all the money in the world, but they could lose it like that or they could lose their health and they could pass away or they could lose a loved one. Like you have to savor every single moment, but don't look at someone and, you know, judge them for their success. It's really, really tricky, but at the same time, don't put anyone down if they haven't had success. It's simply about the way you, you condone yourself in social circles. And that male ego can lead certain people who aren't very nice to put other people down because it makes them feel better and it fills their ego. Now, one of the main kind of things that I see in, in, the, in the male ego world is people going to like strip clubs or things like that because they want to feel wanted and, you know, because that feels that, you know, they've got a beautiful girl coming onto them and then like, that's going to fuel their ego because ultimately they're insecure and they, they're seeking validation from a lady. And, you know, there is a huge sexual element to the male ego. Uh, which I won't go into too much because I'm not a bloody expert and by the sound of things, I'm not really an expert on the male ego, but these are literally just my thoughts on kind of how we can try and harness the male ego and kind of just understand it a little bit. And hopefully there'll be some people out here that kind of resonate with what 
I'm saying and kind of it might make them, you know, realize that, yeah, there might be a bit of a cocky twat or, you know, maybe they, you know, they should believe in themselves because there is, for every book, there's a thousand pages and, you know, you can only ever see the front and the back cover of that book, but you can never see what's in between. So you can read the blurb and that blurb is pretty much like a, like a social media profile and it will give you, you know, the top end of that person at high level, you know, he went to uni, got T1, blah, 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 blah. He worked here, he's managing director, blah, 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 blah. But you do not know all the pages in that book that have helped create that blurb and ultimately created what will hopefully be the novel of your life. Um, that's really deep and profound, actually. I'm gonna have to use that for future podcasts. Um, and it's like, it's just hard. It's just a really hard thing to navigate because I struggle with this. Like even like when I'm, what I'm wearing, like on, the bloody, on this video, on the podcast, I'm gonna think, I don't want people to think I've worn the same thing twice. Like who gives a fuck? But that's just my male ego kicking in because that's my insecurity. Like it's just, it's such a hard, hard, hard thing. And that, of course there's gonna be a female ego. Of course there is, but the male ego, is so embedded in men from Neanderthal times that it's so hard to get rid of because ultimately we always want to be the biggest, the strongest, and the most successful. You want to be leader of the tribe. And there's not necessarily anything we can do about that. That'll always be in our DNA. No matter what society tells us we can and can't do now, men are inherently always going to have this really strong underlying male ego aspect to them. Now, I did make a few notes. I'm actually going to go through my notes now. Um... Now, does being successful give you a right to have an ego? Yeah, it does. And I think sometimes ego can be used in a negative word because ego, fundamentally, if you put an ego on a word spectrum, positive on one side, negative on the other, it's going to come across as negative because you've got an ego. However, I do think there's a way to carry an ego with confidence, like I said previously, where you can inspire others. And I think it's just the way you treat your pathway that you've had to get to where you are now and people will often like i'm very self-deprivating so i will often knock you know i haven't done much or my life you know whatever you know it's easy whatever um however like you should be proud of the hard work that you put in and there's not enough people today talking about the hard work that they've done there's so much easy money now and you know look at me i've done this in like two weeks like people a lot of people have put a hell of a lot of graft in to get where they are and being successful isn't always about money. It's about being happy in life. It's about having a job that you enjoy. It's about having, you know, a happy family. It's about having a relationship. It's about having a relationship which you enjoy, which is fun and free. And, you know, success comes in so many forms, but you'll never, ever, ever, ever see someone on social media who fundamentally um, is a role model or an icon um, because they're rich or whatever, but you'll never see anyone on there that's successful because they are purely happy. You just won't see that because it doesn't sell. You know, people aren't, aren't brought up to be successful in, in happiness. It's, uh, we're, you know, we're brought up to be successful in finances. And that fundamentally is kind of what's driven into, into the kids these days, into the young minds is we, unless you're financially really successful, that you're not successful. That's absolutely fucking bollocks. Success is, is happiness. Like, why would it not be? Why would you work for 50 hours a week to earn loads of money, buy all the nice things in life, but not actually be happy. Like it's, you, you need to aim for success and, and in, a, in a happiness form. And is that male ego? Does it kind of suit that 
parameters and no, it's not, you know, you can't walk into a pub where everyone's got, you know, your, your Rolexes on your patet for leaves and there's Ferraris outside and be like, I'm the most successful man in there because I'm happy. Because social social situations will be like, oh no, you know, you've got no money, you're poor. But if that guy's happier, then for me, he's so much more successful. But the male ego and everyone will be like, well, he's not doing that well. So for those people that are out there, out there that are really happy, like fair fucks to you, man. You're by far the most successful people out there. And then you're the ones that should be role models in the world because there is a real sense of, uh, I don't know, people look down on people that are content. And I've done it sometimes. Like, why are you not looking for more? Why are you not aspiring for more? But if I look back on life, my times where I've been happiest is when I've been content. And the male ego in me is the thing that fuels me to keep pushing for more, pushing for more, pushing for more. And it's fucking hard to suppress. It's it's really difficult, I think, to kind of articulate it to, to ladies like it's when they try and describe period pains because, you know, they say it's really painful. I'm sure it is, but, like, they've never been kicked in the balls. But it's really hard to articulate that male ego underlying urge it's like a demon inside us that we can't suppress so it's hard and i feel like i'm just rambling on i'm articulating about but it's something that i could talk about for ages because it's just such a fascinating subject but my biggest concern with it is the downfall that the male ego has on the human psyche and in turn mental health um you hear horror stories when people's businesses go bust they you know they do the worst possible thing you know and kill themselves and why Failure of business is, is, is seen as, you know, as, as pure and utter failure, but we, I failed businesses, you know, I failed multiple businesses. Uh, my canvas, like a graveyard of business ideas that I've had, you know, and it's, there's this, I just wish that the male ego wasn't so strong sometimes that we could have all these lives still around because why should, just because you failed a business or don't have any money, you're not a failure. You've done something that 99% of people haven't got the ball, so you've started the company and given it a fucking good go. Who gives a fuck if it goes tits up? You'll start it again and do it again. But because there's this, and unfortunately you'll see on social media where there's a social trend where women only want men that are, you know, six foot two, earn over 200 grand a year um, and all this jazz. No one ever's looking at it and saying, oh yeah, I'm looking for a guy that's like, you know, he's okay height. He's actually just a really nice bloke. You never see that. It's all about being able to provide. So the, the social media fuels that male ego requirement. And that's only ever going to have negative effects on young lads, old guys, because not everyone can be really successful all the time. And you don't know, your career might start off at 50, you know, or, you know, you might have two or three careers. So for anyone that's listening and kind of worrying that the business isn't going as well as it should be, like, don't. Because if it does go tits up, you just do it again. And don't let anyone make you feel like you're a failure or you're not, because it's absolute fucking bullshit. And fuck them, fuck them all. They've probably all got trust funds anyway, so don't worry about it. Like, I just like if anyone ever like listens to this, and I've only got a, not a huge audience, but like, just reach out because I've, I've been there, done it, and things that have failed, and it, it's grim. And the male ego fucking suppresses you. It's literally like, it's like depression's cousin sometimes when it wants to be. It can really help you to kind of move forward in your career, but overwhelmingly, it's a negative element that I don't think people really do understand and it's it's just hard so just understand that and ladies as well like don't put too much pressure on your bloke sometimes when it comes to to anything that could fuel them their ego or you know make them like feel insecure because it's only gonna have a detrimental impact on their mental health there'll be a few guys out there that will kind of use it as a positive and turn it into a positive but if there's something out there that you know your your partner may be insecure about or whatnot 
you know, you make them feel like the best motherfucking versions of themselves. Ultimately, you'll get the best motherfucking versions of themselves. Um, it's it's so easy, it's so simple, and it's such an easy way to 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 get the best out of the person you love, and the best way to get the best out of the person that you are. You know, don't ever ever think that you can't do anything because you can do anything you want, and you will make mistakes. And the only way you make mistakes is by giving something a go. And one of the probably the most important bits of advice that I can give to someone is it's better to make mistakes than regrets. And on that fucking bombshell, um, that's it on the mouth. ego. I hope people are still listening because I can see how long people listen for. So I hope you are still listening, like 20 odd minutes in. But um, but yeah, all the best. And uh, lads, reach out if you need anything. And uh, ladies, reach out as well if you need help with your geezers or your girlfriends. But then they wouldn't have the male ego, they'd have the female ego which I know nothing about but yeah anyway all the best so cheers bye